So, you know, we, you, Shepard, everybody, uh, pretty much in the alternative news were warning of the, you know, these death shots. And, you know, they tried to censor it, this and that. But now this information's coming out. Now the proof is in the pudding, you know, the, uh, so to speak. I know it's from England, so the proof is in the pudding. Uh, but, the, the, but this is showing people that it, it, we were smart not to take the vaccines, to tell people and warn people. But now it's coming out that these vaccines are having highly, uh, you know, highly death, high death tolls. Uh, among those who have been vaccinated. Uh, so it just proves once again, the alternative news is the news, <laughs> you know. Do you think this yeah. climate kind of lockdown stuff that's going to be dropping by Biden tomorrow? We saw uh, Creon Jean-Pierre or whatever her name is talking about some of that today. Do you think they're going to go from the, the virus lockdown into the climate thing? Or do you think we're a little yeah. bit, a bit away from that? I, I think that I said that uh, in some shows probably more than a year ago, I said the new lockdowns will be climate lockdowns. Of course, I wasn't the only one that said that. There were other people. But um, but I do think that that's what they're going to do. They're, it's, I think it's going to be a combination of both because they are starting to stir up the COVID uh, things as well. But also, did you see the article where Adam Schiff is calling for uh, – blocking oversight of some of the military operations from the new NDAA act. So HR 4350. Uh, is it always yes, called that says, or is that a new name for it? Yeah. I don't know if that's the, uh, it's always house rule. Uh, so it could be like a, mm, an amended, but it's NDAA. But this was from the okay. Washington times. Listen to this. It says representative Adam Schiff, chairman of the permanent select committee on intelligence wants a defense policy bill to include language blocking Congress from oversight of military and National Guard in some cases of domestic deployment. So I'm telling you, I, I, it's uh, and there's, you know, people can go through and read it. But, you know, we we have always said we know that at some point right now, I mean, look at the January 6th thing. They're playing it for all it's worth up till the elections, because they have to continually drill in the mind of these people that Trump supporters that or constitutionalists or conservatives are domestic terrorists. So they know they don't really have a case, but they're, nevertheless, they're just going to continue to keep banging and banging and banging on the, you know, the January 6th thing to uh to take us into the, you know, the the next coming elections, which I think are going to be fraudulent as well. I mean, we're at the end of the republic, in my opinion. We're pretty close. Wow. In that in that bill in that bill too, right? They can uh, ex, uh, expel military members and yeah, all those kind of people out of the army, and then it can. Uh, I was hearing some kind of other different stuff with it, where it like takes oversight away from Congress. So basically, and, we could have the military operating in on U.S. soil. Yeah, against yeah, posse the they're, they're blocking a lot of that. So if they do that, that that way they don't have to release that information. Is what they're saying. Also, one billion dollars is going to Ukraine. And, um, you know, so here's the thing: 
uh, you know, a lot of this money going to the Ukraine, billions and billions of dollars, where, what the hell do they need billions and billions of dollars for? In my opinion, they're just – these elites are basically just looting our country of all this money. All the, these – they're stealing from us basically is yeah. what it's going on. This money is not going to – this money is – one, I think that they're paying off a lot of people in Ukraine – to be quiet about what took place over there with the pilferaging of millions of dollars by Joe Biden and Hunter Biden through Privat Bank, Burisma, and so on, um, and all that corruption. And two, they're threatening them, basically. I, I believe that if they don't keep quiet, you know, Russia will overtake Ukraine 100%. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But the point is, it's just awful strange that you had all these dealings with Ukraine while Biden and Obama were in. And then as soon as Trump came in and they try to investigate, you know, they try to impeach Trump. They try to shut it down. They try to silence people over there. And now there's a war in the Ukraine. But we were funding neo-Nazis there, the Azov Battalion, the Adar Battalion. They were all of the ones who were trying to take back the Donbass region. Russia was simply saying, look, we're not going to allow you to attack the Donbass. They're pro-Russian separatists. They don't want to be a part of the Ukraine because they knew there was a coup there. They knew the United States funded that coup and set up an anti-Russian president, Poroshenko, and then started stealing billions from there. And I've done shows on this. That's really what's happening there. And they're trying to utilize Ukraine to uh, deplete Russia through this long, prolonged war so they can then try to balkanize Russia and destroy it and take it over. That's my opinion on what's happening based on tons of research. I look at the the new world order essentially the same way where like these these people are all um in charge of the big risk board and and they are um they're all orchestrating things behind the scenes but essentially the name of the game is to take tax dollars and roll them into corporations or no bid contracts and and they have all their corporations built out a certain way to where this just funnels into them so th theoretically they're laundering um tax dollars from nations around the world into their uh coffers basically and where does all the money for all these fundraisers go? I mean, for example, my son works at a local grocery store and they're doing, you know, um, donations for Project Hope to help help Ukraine refugees. And interestingly enough, this is just a little tidbit. It says one month of emergency health supplies. And what it says is it helps provide medicines, disposables and instruments to meet the needs of get this. 333 people for one month there's that 333 again no way that's crazy like they got to mix that in there like every single time or what yeah exactly i took a picture of it the other day because i just saw it like when i was going into the grocery store and i was like oh my gosh 333 like how did they come up with that number like they know it's going to help 333 people like where did they get that number from oh i wonder how much of this do you think is scripted, Mark? Um, there's, you know, there's different um, ways of thinking there. You know, a lot of people think things are like fully staged up uh, and it's all a show all the way to like, 
you know, the moon landing wasn't real. You know, there's, there's like different levels of everything, but like, how, how do you think, um, how entwined is this new world order on a global level? Or, or is there a lot of warring factions to it? Like what's your take on that? Uh, the biggest thing that I've talked about is that I believe there is a schism the East against the West. So you have the Western European Union, the United States, the Western powers, essentially the Vatican is, you know, in that. Um, and then you have Russia and China and you have India, you have Middle East and so on. And predominantly, if you have to like boil it down, I believe it's the, the United States, um, I'll say, uh, in subordination to the Vatican, of course, but also then you have China. Now, the weirdest thing about it is it gets very intricate because the, the China, remember David Rockefeller said the social experiment in China, you know, was one of the most successful under Chairman Mao. Um, and he said it fostered social, you know, acceptance, blah, blah, blah. So essentially what he was saying was, you know, Mao, when he was in, he murdered like 80 million people. Um, and David Rockefeller and them were saying basically this was, uh, you know, this is how. So China is the blueprint for the new world order. But I don't believe the new world order globalists want China to be the leader. So you got the Western powers who are utilizing China as the blueprint for domination using, you know, all of the measures that they use, but they are not going to be the leader. They want to, they want the Western powers to be the leading, you know, the Anglo-Saxon you know, world, basically, uh, the Saxe-Coburg and all them, you know, ruling, but at the same time, utilizing some of these other countries until they need to then, you know, do away with them or whatever they're going to do through massive depopulation. Um, so, uh, so that's how I look at it. I, I, I constantly research and study looking at bigger documents looking in the past from all of our great predecessors, you know, Stanley Monteith, William Cooper, you know, Alex Jones, Infowars, all of them, and kind of culminating those things and saying uh, and trying to, you know, and not to be in any way assaulting to anybody. But I try to I try to separate the nonsense out of it and get down to the very root of it and say, look, don't focus on daily. You know, OK, Illinois Omar and them got arrested. Who gives a damn? My point is, and, I, and I, you know, what I'm saying is, people, we have bigger fish to fry right now with the ESGs, the environmental social governance scoring. They are revamping financial institutions to do away with fiat currencies. So they're going to bring in the digital currency. They talk about it. it well, they're trying to chip people in their hands. A lot of uh, these corporations in Europe, they're requiring the employees to be chipped in their hand. Right. Um, right. So there's, you know, there's that whole thing coming. Yeah. So that's the thing that I, that I focus on. And we, with the destruction of our borders right now, border agents are talking about 200,000 plus, I mean, a month coming through here. Um, we're looking at, uh, you know, look at, they said they, the, the elites said they have to make an end run on national sovereignty and, and okay, like Trump or not, whether people, you know, I hear everything 
from he was the greatest thing since sliced bread down to he was part of the New World Order. I don't believe Trump was part of the New World Order. I believe that he did relatively good under all the pressures he had. I believe they tried to poison him. Remember when his food taster I, I did a report on this. Oh, yeah, taster, that's All right. of a sudden got rushed right. to the hospital, and yeah. they landed Air Force One, and he had to take a physical. And they said, oh, this is routine. No, somebody tried to poison Trump, in my opinion. And there was a lot on it, but mainstream media didn't cover it. But my point is this. Like Trump or hate him, whether you believe this, I don't. I didn't like anything about Operation Warp Speed. I believe that Trump was kind of forced into that. Um but I think overall he did pretty well. Here's the thing I'm saying, though. Um, if he runs, that's fine. But my point is, people, no man on earth is going to freaking save us. We need to save ourselves. We need to, to grow some balls. People need to start standing up. That's what January 6th is about. They're trying to make people afraid to stand up and protest because, the, you know, people are afraid to go to the gulag. Fuck that. If you got to go to the goddamn gulag then go. But I'm telling you, if you have to live on your knees, it's not, I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And I, and I'm, and I mean that a hundred percent. I think and, too, and that that's was what people need to do. That was the whole psyop too behind that. If you think about it and we got to go to a caller, uh, because you know, they, they essentially got it to where people are scared to, to protest now. Right. Uh, we're right. going to go to Benito. How you doing my man? Benito, hey, Norm. What's Benito. <laughs> Good, Benito. How you been? Long time. Long yeah. time no hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to hear you. I'm good. Good to hear you guys. I was just asking hey, uh, Chef about so, uh, you the other day. I said, we need Benito to call in because we were, you know, trying <laughs> to get callers. And we were like, where's Benito? <laughs> right. I've been wanting to get a hold of you guys but i've been really busy i've been making the uh we got a studio and i got some help a guy that really knows his stuff and we're in the process of making videos i got over three thousand videos and articles that i want to make three or four dvds that's cool and i'm like oh my like God, information it's... download <laughs> yeah oh yeah i don't want to lose none of that so i'm putting them on a I've been putting them on a big hard drive. So even if the lights go out, I'll still have it no matter what. That's awesome. That's, that's but, uh, awesome, yeah. Benito. Yeah. I didn't realize I had that many that I've been storing up for, what, about seven or eight years. And so uh, that's what I'm in the process. It's not easy either. It takes a lot of work. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I like your... Uh, your guest, man, he's he, he's on top of his game, I tell you that. Yeah, he's on point today, and, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I'm going to have to record some of his stuff and put it on one of my DVDs. <laughs> Thank so, you, uh, Benito. Yeah. And uh, I got to, have y'all heard of uh, Albert, Albert Burla, the CEO of Pfizer? Oh, was that that guy that came out? Yeah, I think I saw an interview with that guy before. And he, when he talks, he just, he acts like he doesn't care about anyone but himself. 
man, the, these guys are not hiding nothing no more. And uh, it doesn't matter they tore down the Georgia Guidestones. They're still on on beat. So this guy just tells it all. But what really got me is after the speech on this section, the people freaking applaud. And, and I'm like, are you serious? These people are with this game of depopulating depopulating but they love it and, and, so, and the people are clapping or what man yeah they're freaking clapping what the hell's wrong with these idiots benito but if you was he, allow was he the one yeah. was he I'm, I'm sorry was he the one that's talked about a 50 percent depopulation basically right i think yes I think sir he was, and you know yeah. what okay it's an hour long but i cut it short about one minute if you guys allow me to uh, play it. Go for it. Okay, here we go. Um, um, we will offer all our patent-protected medicines, all vaccines or medicines, that currently exist in the U.S. or in Europe, to the 45 poorest countries of the world, which is a population of 1.2 billion people, at cost. And we also make the commitment that every year, as we discover and bring to the U.S. or to the, uh, Europe or to the world new medicines, automatically those new medicines will be inserted into uh, the offer of the portfolio that we will offer into these countries. I think that uh, it's really a fulfillment of a dream that we had together with my leadership team when we started in 19. Uh, the first week we met in January of 19. In California and to set up the goals for the next five years and one of them was by 2023 we will reduce the number of people in the world that cannot afford our medicines by 50% I think today this dream is becoming uh, reality what a dick I can't believe what Did I, I just heard that? I don't know I don't know that... why it's so hard for me to believe but that is just that really actually made my jaw drop they they are just coming right out and saying it like, wow. Well, it, it, and this is the thing that I've been discussing since 2009. I did a movie called Terror Camps, The Global Agenda back in 2009. I didn't know nothing about filmmaking. I didn't know anything. I just put this thing together. It's got about 600,000 views on it now. But I basically put together what I believed that they were doing based on everything they were talking about as best I, as I could. My daughter called me the other day. All my kids said, I'm crazy. I got five daughters and one son. <laughs> she called me the other day and said, dad, I watched that video and I thought you might've made it last week. And I said, no, I made it back in 2010 or 11. My point is these people, like you said, and Benito is a hundred and thank you Benito for that because people need to hear that they actually you know for years when we talked about population reduction people are oh that's crazy now you hear this guy they said by 2030 50 percent but they really want about 90 percent people the Georgia Guidestone says 500 million maintain humanity at 500 million and and so 50 percent he even that is bullshit but, you know, but they're becoming more and more bold. They're softening us up. 
and they're getting people used to this nonsense. People need to stop listening to these people. And, and you know what? We need to raise up like France and UK and all them. We need to start saying, you know, kill the bankers, kill all these bastards. And I'm sorry. I know I'm on. But I'm telling you, they, I'm not a freaking slave. You're not a freaking slave, people. You were created in the image of the Almighty. And these people are not our rulers. You rule over yourself. And these people are the minority. That's the, the hardest part about it. Yeah, they got a lot of money, but they're the minority. We're the majority. And yet we listen to these bastards, and they direct us because they have maintained the media, they've maintained the propaganda, and the people have been feeding off of it. And people don't even realize they're listening to it. I mean, we've just, it's so easy to just be blindsided from all this if you don't know what to look well, for. Well, even people God that know what to look like for. Shows like Shep and what you guys all do and, and, you know, what we do and try to get the message out there because voices still need to be heard. There are still a lot of people that need to wake up. Yeah, but Bethany, like even these people that know what to look for, they're like seasoned truthers somewhat. It's like if they get hit with the right propaganda, they get sucked right back in. Well, I think that's what was part of the plan with Trump. I mean, trying to get like his supporters and, you know, that kind of thing. It's just this whole left right paradigm continues to go on and on and on. And it's, you know, being a conservative most of my life and, you know, at one time a real real hardcore right winger. I mean, I could see myself even at, at some points getting sucked into it. But I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I don't I, I'm going to knock on wood. I will never vote in another election ever again. I'm just so friggin done. I should have been done when Ron Paul didn't get in in 2012. But I I carried on. And you know what? I'm just so friggin done. Yeah, I remember when they were going after Ron Paul uh, supporters, I like even if you had like a bumper sticker, that was a thing. And then we talked about the other day, that guy that had that I eat ass sticker on his truck and uh, that caused a whole stir. And it's like, this is America, right? Like you're, you always were supposed to be able to kind of speak your mind. Um, you know, I mean, totally speak your mind. Uh, but they've got us thinking that you just can't do anything. I guess some cop decides if you, you know, can eat ass or not now. Um, what's the world come to? Hey, let me tell you, I was a uh, manager at Meyer. Uh, it's on the East Coast. It's a grocery store uh, back in the 2000s. And I was uh, passing out literature and talking to people while I was working there. And my store director called me up to the office and said, hey, we heard, heard that you put some flyers about 9-11 and some alternative stuff. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I said I put them in the break room. And they told me specifically that I was not allowed to do that. They told me that I could talk about other stuff, but I could not talk about 9-11. I swear this is the truth. And then about two months later, I was a night store manager, night store director there. And I was working late at night, and I had a – uh, Chrysler Sebring, and on the back of it, I had a, a bumper sticker that said 9-11 was an inside job. It was an Infowar sticker, <laughs> I had, and the Fed. I had a bunch of stickers on the back of my car. So about 12 o'clock in the morning, 
we had, uh, no, it was two o'clock in the morning. We took a lunch break and all the guys were out front. When they came in, they said, Hey, Mark, there's two guys out there in suits. They're in like a government vehicle and they're taking pictures of your car and all this. And I was like, yeah, right. You know, cause they were always razzing me for being a conspiracy theorist. And then, so I went up to get my lunch at about two 30 and there was a new cashier and I, went up there and she said, Hey, do you have a silver car? And I said, yeah, a Sebring. And she said, well, there were two guys out there taking pictures of your car and stuff. And I said, did they tell you to say that? She said, no, seriously, there were, it was Homeland security. It was September 11th of 2012. Somebody saw my stickers and reported me. And I swear to God, Homeland security followed me like four days, I thought the black van was going to show up and abduct me or something. I had, and a, I'm thinking, I they had know something I'm similar. Veteran. I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get abducted. <laughs> but they followed me like four days, and then that was it. And I was writing articles for Infowars at this time, like left and right. I was getting articles published, like left and right, on Infowars. I had something similar happen that reminds me. It's, it's weird because it's almost like exact. Um, well, one day I went to this job site in Key West. I was doing a electrical and this big uh, metallic bug started following me around. And I started thinking this thing moves like real mechanical. Uh, this is like pretty odd. And I knew they had bug drones and stuff like that. So I started filming it and it would just follow me and me only around this job site for like an hour. And I filmed it like fairly good and everything. And then um, I had told that to one of the carpenters. They left for lunch. They came back. The carpenter's like, well, I'm not hanging around you anymore. And I'm like, why? And he's like, well, when I left here, there was uh, a black SUVs and two guys jumped out and snapped pictures of my license plate. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, and, and I have no proof that was like a, a, a real bug drone, but it really looked suspicious i've never seen anything like it well you know darpa has and there's videos of it some of the concept videos i've done some reports on it where where darpa was showing that technology birds small insects flying insects that you know this was in early 2000s um and they were actually showing that on some of the darpa concept development um videos and things so Again, Shep, I, you know, that's the problem, I think, with most people is they believe it just sounds too crazy. You know, people tell me, right, you know, that's the thing, too. People say, well, that's crazy. I go, I know. I, I'm not, I, I mean, I'm not making this crap up. I don't even have the imagination to make half this stuff Benito, up. Benito, you still there? Have you, uh, Benito, have you been chased by any uh, insect drones or drones or anything? Perps. Any perps out there? No. <laughs> No, I haven't. Bethany has some perks. Not that you know of, Benito. Not that you know of. I know Aaron, they're out there. Aaron Cole, you have any perps yet from doing season two of the show? Not yet, but the internet kind of goes <laughs> out here and there. And then occasionally Netflix will turn on in the background. And that that's about the weirdest I've got so far. But uh, <laughs> I, live on, I live in a secure location, I think. It's almost like a bunker, but not quite... So uh, I'll see those mother truckers coming. I got cameras up already <laughs> in the front and the back. So uh, speaking of I'm watching out for speaking them. Of cameras, I caught, speaking of cameras, I caught my camera went off in the backyard, and there was four lights in sequence. And uh, I ran to the backyard, and uh, 
turned on the light and there was nothing there. So I went back and um, and rewinded it. And sure enough, in infrared, it showed four lights going up and down in sequence. And I was like, what the heck was that? And I kept looking at it. But then uh, I started seeing other videos that people had. And there was... Uh, they were talking about the same thing that they were experiencing. That's a trip. And I believe there were What do you UFOs. think it was, Benito? Yeah, Any what do you idea? think it was? UFOs. Damn. Like yeah. independent so ones or high? one? They like were like a, in the sky? Were they separate or one big one? There was four of them, and they were in exact sequence, you know, like, you know, like, the, uh, like the blue birds fly in sequence. Yeah, up and down, you know, and they're perfectly together. That's the way they were, the lights were doing. I'd rather have it was somebody going trying up to break and down into side to side. That's creepy. I'd rather have somebody trying to break into my house than like UFOs or like a dogman or something at the back door. I'd much rather see a perp coming in and I can get my gun and <laughs> know it'll be man. settled, right? <laughs> Jesus, uh, that's crazy, Benito. Yeah, interesting stuff. Um, hey, well, hey, yeah. Shepard. Uh -huh. um, you're not going on a break or anything, right? No, um, we I got about to tell four everybody minutes. that you talk about Agenda 2030. Mm -hmm. One of the things I wanted to mention was smart cities. People, if, if you've never heard of smart cities, you know, we, we think about the smart meters and all that. But um, I talked about uh, a long time back in Abu Dhabi, they were building a smart city. And I did a lot of videos on that. But now... There are newer developments in Saudi Arabia, and they are building the world's largest smart city called Neom. And uh, that's a part of Agenda 2030, Agenda 21. In the United States, if you listen to Marie Strong, if you go back and listen to the earliest developments that of that in the global neighborhood, they talk about pushing people into highly controlled city grids they want to take 100% of the population and push them into about 25% of the land mass. And that's why BlackRock and all these people are buying up all of the property and then renting it out because they don't want it, people to own property. I'm telling you. And they're destroying lots of property and building high-rise um, high city grids. That This is all a part of Agenda 2030. Well, I know we they got really in the... own property anyway. I mean, you don't pay your property tax uh, for two years. They'll take your house even if it's been paid off for years. The, those smart exactly. cities, they have gunshot detectors in them and all that. Those shot spotters, they installed those in Las Vegas as well, trying to turn that into a smart city after the uh, Stephen Paddock shooting at the Route 91 Harvest right. Music Festival. Mark Matheny, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate you. Uh, you did excellent. Everyone's going to love you. it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Get to the get to the country, everybody. Get out of the cities. ATN.live. Tell everyone about it. ATN.live. Go to the bottom of the page. Donate. We need your support. We'll see you next time. Tell everyone when the live shows are. Check the schedule. Learn the website. We're going to be improving it. Thanks. Later, guys.
slash app. So, you know, we, you, Shepard, everybody, uh, pretty much in the alternative news were warning of the, you know, these death shots. And, you know, they tried to censor it, this and that. But now this information's coming out. Now the proof is in the pudding, you know, the, uh, so to speak. I know it's from England, so the proof is in the pudding. Uh, but, the, the, but this is showing people that it, it, we were smart not to take the vaccines, to tell people and warn people, but now it's coming out that these vaccines are having highly, uh, you know, highly death, high death tolls uh, among those who have been vaccinated. Uh, so it just proves once again the alternative news is the news, <laughs> you know. Do you think this yeah. climate kind of lockdown stuff that's going to be dropping by Biden tomorrow? We saw uh, Creon Jean-Pierre or whatever her name is talking about some of that today. Do you think they're going to go from the the virus lockdown into the climate thing? Or do you think we're a little yeah. bit, a bit away from that? I, I think that I said that uh, in some shows probably more than a year ago. I said the new lockdowns will be climate lockdowns. Of course, I wasn't the only one that said that. There were other people, but um, but I do think that that's what they're going to do. There, it's. I think it's going to be a combination of both because they are starting to stir up the COVID uh, things as well. But also, did you see the article where Adam Schiff is calling for uh, blocking oversight of some of the military operations from the new NDAA Act? So H.R. 4350. Uh, it, is it always yes, called that says, or is that a new name for it? Yeah, I don't know if that's the uh, it's always House rule. Uh, so it could be like a, mm, an amended, but it's NDAA. But this was from The okay. Washington Times. Listen to this. It says Representative Adam Schiff, chairman of the Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, wants a defense policy bill to include language blocking Congress from oversight of military and National Guard in some cases of domestic in deployment so i'm telling you I, I it's uh and there's you know people can go through and read it but you know we we've always said we know that at some point right now i mean look at the january 6th thing they're playing it for all it's worth up till the elections because they have to continually drill in the mind of these people that Trump supporters that or constitutionalist or conservatives are domestic terrorists. So 
they know they don't really have a case, but they're, nevertheless, they're just going to continue to keep banging and banging and banging on the, you know, the January 6th thing to, uh, to take us into the, you know, the, the next coming elections, which I think are going to be fraudulent as well. I mean, we're at the end of the Republic, in my opinion, we're pretty close. Wow. In that, in that bill, in that bill too, right. They can, uh, ex, uh, expel military members and yeah, all those kind of people out of the army. And then it can, uh, I was hearing some kind of other different stuff with it, where it like takes oversight away from Congress. So and basically we could have the military operating in on us soil. Yeah. Against yeah, that's the they're, they're blocking a lot of that. So if they do that, 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 that way they don't have to release that information is what they're saying. Also, $1 billion is going to Ukraine. And, um, you know, so here's the thing. Uh, you know, a lot of this money going to the Ukraine, billions and billions of dollars, where, what the hell do they need billions and billions of dollars for? In my opinion, they're just – these elites are basically just looting our country of all this money. All the, these – they're stealing from us basically is yeah. what it's going on. This money is not going to – this money is – one, I think that they're paying off a lot of people in Ukraine to be quiet about what took place over there with the pilferaging of millions of dollars by Joe Biden and Hunter Biden through Privat Bank, Burisma, and so on, um, and all that corruption. And two, they're threatening them, basically. I, I believe that if they don't keep quiet, you know, Russia will overtake Ukraine 100%. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. But the point is, it's just awful strange that you had all these dealings with Ukraine while Biden and Obama were in. And then as soon as Trump came in and they try to investigate, you know, they try to impeach Trump. They try to shut it down. They try to silence people over there. And now there's a war in the Ukraine. But we were funding neo-Nazis there, the Azov Battalion, the Adar Battalion. They were all of the ones who were trying to take back the Donbass region. Russia was simply saying, look, we're not going to allow you to attack the Donbass. They're pro-Russian separatists. They don't want to be a part of the Ukraine because they knew there was a coup there. They knew the United States funded that coup and set up an anti-Russian president, Poroshenko, and then started stealing billions from there. And I've done shows on this. That's really what's happening there. And they're trying to utilize Ukraine to uh, deplete Russia through this long, prolonged war so they can then try to balkanize Russia and destroy it and take it over. That's my opinion on what's happening based on tons of research. I look at the the New World Order essentially the same way where like these, these people are all um, – in charge of the big risk board and and they are um they're, they're all orchestrating things behind the scenes but essentially the name of the game is to take tax dollars and roll them into corporations or no bid contracts and and they have all their corporations built out a certain way to where this just funnels into them so th theoretically they're laundering um tax dollars from nations around the world into their uh, coffers, basically. 
And where does all the money for all these fundraisers go? I mean, for example, my son works at a local grocery store and they're doing, you know, um, donations for Project Hope to help help Ukraine refugees. And interestingly enough, this is just a little tidbit. It says one month of emergency health supplies. And what it says is it helps provide medicines, disposables and instruments to meet the needs of get this. 333 people for one month there's that 333 again no way that's crazy like they got to mix that in there like every single time or what yeah exactly i took a picture of it the other day because i just saw it like when i was going into the grocery store and i was like oh my gosh 333 like how did they come up with that number like they know it's going to help 333 people like where did they get that number from oh i wonder how much of this do you think is scripted mark um there's you know there's different um ways of thinking there you know a lot of people think things are like fully staged up uh and it's all a show all the way to like you know the moon landing wasn't real you know there's there's like different levels of everything but like how how do you think um how entwined is this new world order on a global level or is there a lot of warring factions to it? Like what's your take on that? Uh, the biggest thing that I've talked about is that I believe there is a schism, the East against the West. So you have the Western European union, the United States, the Western powers, essentially the Vatican is, you know, in that, um, and then you have Russia and China and you have India, you have Middle East and so on. And predominantly, if you have to like boil it down, I believe it's the, the United States, um, I'll say, uh, in subordination to the Vatican, of course, but also then you have China. Now, the weirdest thing about it is it gets very intricate because the, the China, remember David Rockefeller said the social experiment in China, you know, was one of the most successful under Chairman Mao. Um, and he said it fostered social, you know, acceptance, blah, blah, blah. So essentially what he was saying was, you know, Mao, when he was in, he murdered like 80 million people. Um, and David Rockefeller and them were saying basically this was, uh, you know, this is how. So China is the blueprint for the new world order. But I don't believe the New World Order globalists want China to be the leader. So you got the Western powers who are utilizing China as the blueprint for domination using, you know, all of the measures that they use. But they are not going to be the leader. They want to they want the Western powers to be the leading, you know, the Anglo-Saxon you know, world, basically, uh, the Saxe-Coburg and all them, you know ruling but at the same time utilizing some of these other countries until they need to then you know do away with them or whatever they're going to do through massive depopulation um so uh so that's how i look at it i i i constantly research and study looking at bigger documents looking in the past from all of our great predecessors, you know, Stanley Monteith, William Cooper, you know, Alex Jones, InfoWars, all of them, and kind of culminating those things and saying, uh, and trying to, you know, and not to be 
in any way assaulting to anybody. But I try to I try to separate the nonsense out of it and get down to the very root of it and say, look, don't focus on daily, you know, okay, Illinois Omar and them got arrested. Who gives a damn? My point is, and I, and I, you know, what I'm saying is, people, we have bigger fish to fry right now with the ESGs, the Environmental Social Governance Scoring. They are revamping financial institutions to do away with fiat currencies. So they're going to bring in the digital currency. They talk about it. Well, they're trying when to chip of, people in their hands. A lot of uh, these corporations in Europe, they're requiring the employees to be chipped in their hand. Right. Um, right. So there's, you know, there's that whole thing coming. Yeah. So that's the thing that I that I focus on. And we with the destruction of our borders right now, border agents are talking about 200,000 plus, I mean, a month coming through here. Um, we're looking at uh, you know, look at they said they the the elites said they have to make an end run on national sovereignty, and and okay, like Trump or not, whether people you know I hear everything from he was the greatest thing since sliced bread down to he was part of the new world order. I don't believe Trump was part of the new world order. I believe that he did relatively good under all the pressures he had. I believe they tried to poison him. Remember when his food taster I, I did a report on this oh yeah taster, that's all right. of a sudden got rushed right to the hospital and yeah. they landed air force one and he had to take a physical and they said oh this is routine no somebody tried to poison trump in my opinion and there was a lot on it but mainstream media didn't cover it but my point is this like trump or hate him whether you believe this, I don't. I didn't like anything about Operation Warp Speed. I believe that Trump was kind of forced into that, um, but I think overall he did pretty well. Here's the thing I'm saying though: um, if he runs, that's fine. But my point is, people, no man on earth is going to freaking save us. We need to save ourselves. We need to to grow some balls. People need to start standing up. That's what January 6th is about. They're trying to make people afraid to stand up and protest because, the, you know, people are afraid to go to the gulag. Fuck that. If you got to go to the goddamn gulag, then go. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you have to live on your knees, it's not – I would rather die on my feet than live on my knees. And I, and I'm, and I mean that 100%. I think and, too and that that's was what people need to do. That was the whole psyop too behind that. If you think about it, and we got to go to a caller uh, because you know they they essentially got it to where people are scared to to protest now. Right. Uh, we're right. gonna go to Benito. How you doing, my man? Benito. Hey, Norm. what's happening? Benito. <laughs> Good, Benito. How you been? Long time. Long yeah. time no hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good to hear you. I'm good. Good to hear you guys. I was just asking hey, uh, Chef about so, uh, you the other day. I said, we need Benito to call in because we were, you know, trying <laughs> to get callers. And we were like, where's Benito? <laughs> right. I've been wanting to get a hold of you guys, but I've been really busy. I've been making the, uh, we got a studio and I got some help. A guy that really knows his stuff and we're in the process of making videos. I got over 3,000 videos and articles that I want to make three or four DVDs. That's cool. And I'm like, oh my like God. Like information download. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh yeah, I don't want to lose none of that, so I'm putting them on a. I've been putting them on a big hard drive. So even if the lights go out, I'll still have it, no matter what. That's awesome. That, that's but, uh, awesome, yeah. Benito. Yeah, I didn't realize I had that many that I've been storing up for what about seven or eight years. And so uh, that's what I'm in the process. It's not easy either. It takes a lot of work. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I like your uh, your guest, man. He's he, he's on top of his game. I tell you that. Yeah, he's on point today, and, huh? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And so I'm gonna have to record some of his stuff and put it on one of my DVDs. <laughs> Thank so, you, uh, Yeah, and uh, I gotta have y'all heard of uh, Albert Albert Burla, the CEO of Pfizer. Oh, was that that guy that came out? Yeah, I think I saw an interview with that guy before. And he, when he talks, he just, he acts like he doesn't care about anyone but himself. Man, these guys are not hiding nothing no more. And uh, it doesn't matter. They tore down the Georgia Guidestones. They're still on, on beat. So this guy just tells it all. But what really got me is after the speech on this section the people freaking applaud and and I'm like are you serious these people are with this game of depopulating pop, depopulating but they love it and, and, so, and the people are clapping or what man yeah they're freaking clapping what the hell's wrong with these idiots Benito, but if you was, he, allow- was he the one? Yeah. Was he? I'm I'm sorry. Was he the one that talked about a 50 percent depopulation, basically, right? I think. Yes, I sir. Think he was, and you know yeah. what? Okay. It's an hour long, but I cut it short about one minute. If you guys allow me to uh, play it, go for it. Okay, here we go. Um, um, we will offer all our patent-protected medicines, all vaccines or medicines, but currently exist in the U.S. or in Europe, to the 45 poorest countries of the world, which is a population of 1.2 billion people, at cost. And we also make the commitment that every year, as we discover and bring to the U.S. or to uh, Europe or to the world new medicines, automatically those new medicines will be inserted into... uh, the offer of the portfolio that we will offer into these countries. I think that uh, it's really a fulfillment of a dream that we had together with my leadership team when we started in 19. Uh, the first week we met in January of 19 in California and to set up the goals for the next five years. And one of them was by 2023, we will reduce the number of people in the world that cannot afford our medicines by 50%. I think today, his dream is becoming reality. What a dick. I can't believe what Did I just, I just heard. Hear that? I don't know. I don't know that... why it's so hard for me to believe, but that is just, that really actually made my jaw drop. They they are just coming right out and saying it like, wow. Well, it, it, and this is the thing that I've been discussing since 2009. I did a movie 
called Terror Camps, The Global Agenda back in 2009. I didn't know nothing about filmmaking. I didn't know anything. I just put this thing together. It's got about 600,000 views on it now. But I basically put together what I believed that they were doing based on everything they were talking about as best I, as I could. My daughter called me the other day. No, all my kids said I'm crazy. I got five daughters and one son. <laughs> she called me the other day and said, Dad, I watched that video and I thought you might have made it last week. And I said, no, I made it back in 2010 or 11. My point is these people, like you said, and Benito is a hundred and thank you Benito for that because people need to hear that they actually, you know, for years when we talked about population reduction, people are, Oh, that's crazy. Now you hear this guy that said by 2030, 50%, but they really want about 90% people. The Georgia Guidestone says 500 million maintain humanity at 500 million. And, and so 50%, he, even that is bullshit, but you know, but they're becoming more and more bold. They're softening us up and they're getting people used to this nonsense. People need to stop listening to these people. And, and you know what? We need to raise up like France and UK and all them. We need to start saying, you know, kill the bankers, kill all these bastards. And I'm sorry. I know I'm on, but I'm telling you, they, I'm not a freaking slave. You're not a freaking slave, people. You were created in the image of the Almighty. And these people are not our rulers. You rule over yourself. And these people are the minority. That's the, the hardest part about it. Yeah, they got a lot of money, but they're the minority. We're the majority. And yet we listen to these bastards and they direct us because they have maintained the media, they've maintained the propaganda, and the people have been feeding off of it. And people don't even realize they're listening to it. I mean, we've just, it's so easy to just be blindsided from all this if you don't know what to look well, for. Well, even people God that know what to look like for. Shows like Shep and what you guys all do and, and, you know, what we do and try to get the message out there because voices still need to be heard. There are still a lot of people that need to wake up. Yeah, but Bethany, like even these people that know what to look for, they're like seasoned truthers somewhat. It's like if they get hit with the right propaganda, they get sucked right back in. Well, I think that's what was part of the plan with Trump. I mean, trying to get like his supporters and, you know, that kind of thing. It's just this whole left right paradigm continues to go on and on and on. And it's, you know, being a conservative most of my life and, you know, at one time a real real hardcore right winger. I mean, I could see myself even at, at some points getting sucked into it. But I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I don't I, I'm going to knock on wood. I will never vote in another election ever again. I'm just so friggin done. I should have been done when Ron Paul didn't get in in 2012. But I I carried on. And you know what? I'm just so friggin done. Yeah, I remember when they were going after Ron Paul uh, supporters, I like even if you had like a bumper sticker, that was a thing. And then we talked about the other day, that guy that had that I eat ass sticker on his truck and uh, that caused a whole stir. And it's like, this is America, right? Like you're, you always were supposed to be able to kind of speak your mind. Um, you know, I mean, totally speak your mind. Uh, but they've got us thinking that you just can't do anything. I guess some cop decides if you, 
you know, can eat ass or not now. Um, what's the world come to? Hey, let me tell you, I was a uh, manager at Meyer. Uh, it's on the East Coast. It's a grocery store uh, back in the 2000s. And I was uh, passing out literature and talking to people while I was working there. And my store director called me up to the office and said, hey, we heard, heard that you put some flyers about 9-11 and some alternative stuff. And I said, yeah, you know, I, I said I put them in the break room and they told me specifically that I was not allowed to do that. They told me that I could talk about other stuff, but I could not talk about 9-11. I swear this is the truth. And then about two months later, I was a night store manager, night store director there. And I was working late at night and I had a uh, Chrysler Sebring. And on the back of it, I had a, a bumper sticker that said 9-11 was an inside job. It was an Infowar sticker. <laughs> I had, and the Fed. I had a bunch of stickers on the back of my car. So about 12 o'clock in the morning, we had, uh, no, it was two o'clock in the morning. We took a lunch break and all the guys were out front. When they came in, they said, Hey, Mark, there's two guys out there in suits. They're in like a government vehicle and they're taking pictures of your car and all this. And I was like, yeah, right. You know, cause they were always razzing me for being a conspiracy theorist. And then, so I went up to get my lunch at about two 30 and there was a new cashier and I went up there and she said, Hey, do you have a silver car? And I said, yeah, a Sebring. And she said, well, there were two guys out there taking pictures of your car and stuff. And I said, did they tell you to say that? She said, no, seriously, there were. It was Homeland Security. It was September 11th of 2012. Somebody saw my stickers and reported me. And I swear to God, Homeland Security followed me like four days. I thought the black van was going to show up and abduct me or something. I had and a, I'm thinking, I they had know I'm an Iraq somewhere. veteran. I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to I'm gonna get abducted. <laughs> but they followed me like four days, and then that was it. And I was writing articles for InfoWars at this time, like left and right. I was getting articles published like left and right on InfoWars. I had something similar happen that reminds me. It's it's weird because it's almost like exact. Um, well, one day I went to this job site in Key West. I was doing electrical. And this big uh, metallic bug started following me around. And I started thinking, this thing moves like real it like fairly good and